and what's going on guys Alex here and I have found one very interesting document on my desktop that's 100 useful productivity tips so and I decided to share it with you and to share my opinion on all of these tips if I have used them so it will be a series of episodes dedicated to 100 definitive most useful productivity ideas here we go <laughs> So all of the following productivity tips will be divided into several groups such as admin, distractions, email, environment, goals, meetings, time management and well-being. It also will be ranked according to how useful it is, scored out of 100. And talking about difficulty, there also will be some difficulty rank which will be determined by combining scores for the complexity and required willpower of each tip. And of course, so let's begin, and we'll begin from the most useless tips. And our number 100 is chewing gum, and it has the whole 8.7 points out of 100. It has been put to the specifics of well-being, and it essentially says that chewing gum is an alternative to coffee, which you shouldn't overdo if you want to avoid the jitters and disturbed sleep patterns. And of course, chewing gum has been shown to help you concentrate and retain information as well as keep you awake. But from my personal experience, chewing gum as a productivity tip has its downsides such as you want to eat after it. And that's not beneficial at all because after you've had some snacks, after that you want to do what? Yes, you want to go for a nap. And so we have where we were. And point number 99 is old school alarm clocks. It has 13 points out of 100 and it goes to time management. And essentially this productivity tip tells you that the last thing that you want to do as soon as possible, as soon as you wake up, is to start easy scrolling through your smartphone. So, but you risk doing this if you rely on uh, its alarm clock to wake you up. And so the first thing in the morning you do, you essentially take your smartphone. And instead, this productivity tip recommends you to try using an old arm curl that will do just one thing, wake you up. And this uh, is quite a good idea, but also I can tell you that uh, uh, quite a good idea would be not only old alarm clock, but essentially anything which will divide the function. So uh, if you want to uh, be less distracted by, let's say, calculator on your phone, uh, because when you, when you go to the calculator, you take your phone, and so voila, you're distracted. And essentially what you want to do, you want to divide into as many things as possible. So essentially alarm clock separate, photo camera separate, calculator separate, notebook separate, and so on. And essentially that's how it works, and of course uh, I can tell you that I have tried the similar thing, but only I have asked my Google Assistant on... Uh, my night table, so essentially some Google Home uh, like uh, screen, and they have asked to wake me up at specific times. So essentially, what I was doing, I was waking up and I was controlling it using my voice. So essentially, it works, and it works. This idea pretty, pretty good. Then the next uh, topic is to convert emails to to-dos. So it goes to email subject, and to avoid getting derailed from your carefully pre-planned list of scheduled tasks, put emails that you need actioning on tomorrow's to-do list. That way you can keep your original plan of action while still responding to emails in a timely manner. Talking about emails, I don't have much of them, so it's uh, an idea which is very far from me, but I suppose that somebody can do that. 
but I have never done it because I react to the email as soon as I get it, as soon as I got the notification, because I have pretty pretty empty uh, like inbox because uh, I don't receive any types of newsletters, any types of promotions, I have cancelled all of this, so for me it's not a problem at all. The next is uh, five goals, and it goes to goal subject, and essentially it tells you that Warren Buffett would have you eliminate all of your goals except for the top five, and that is, uh, that's it, uh, just your five most important goals. And this exercise forces you to get clear on what you really want to do, what really matters, and direct all your energies towards those things. And it sounds scary, but also oddly freeing. Here it also has quite an, uh, quite an uh, low rating of 13 out of 100, so pretty bad. But here I can tell you that uh, these things maybe work, but I have tried the similar thing uh, called Daily Highlight. So I have chosen one thing which was needed to be done throughout the day. So essentially it was the, my daily hi highlight, I was uh, writing it down on uh, in, in my specific notebook, which was originally planned for uh, for people to write down their uh, birthdays. So pretty small notebook, very small. And uh, essentially what I was doing was writing down there what's needed to be done for the daily highlight. But I suppose daily highlight will be somewhere near. Next point is schedule stress time, and here we have it to time management, and it essentially says what? Well, some stress at work now and then is expected, excessive amount will interfere with your performance and impact negatively on physical and emotional health. While we cannot completely avoid stress, we can stay in control, so to protect yourself and improve job satisfaction and overall well-being, schedule breaks into your calendar by time blocking. Take a few minutes of quiet time for yourself before you start work, and schedule an exact amount of time each week and treat it like at an appointment that you can't cancel. And when you write it down and plan for it, you're less likely to skip it. And here I can say that it's quite a good idea to do that, but uh, of course uh, it won't work with a lot of people because uh, if you schedule this stress time, if you schedule something, it's very easy to postpone it, it's very easy to, mi to time mismanage these things, and that's why I can tell you that uh, this type of idea or this type of uh, scheduling, like time blocking, is quite good, it's quite okay, but the only problem which I see is that you do not add enough buffer time between your tasks, it's a usual mistake and I have met it as well, and because you don't have enough of this buffer time, that's why the schedule, you cannot follow the schedule really properly. And going to the next tip that's called password manager and it goes to the admin section. And uh, it is what it says that we're drowning in passwords these days and often pointlessly waste time retrieving forgotten or lost passwords. Try using a password manager like Dashlane, 1Password and so on, which will generate secure passwords for you and allow you to quickly, easily and safely access all of your accounts pain-free. Okay, this idea may be quite good, but here is uh, one and main problem. The one and the main problem is that it's very hard if you have different types of devices. So let's say that you're using 1Password, one 1Password one is on the lots of devices, but it doesn't have seamless integrations as uh, let's say for example with Google Chrome, it doesn't have a very perfect integration, it works, but it's a little pain in the ass. 
So here I can say that I prefer to be less secure, but to be but for it to be a little bit easier for me. So I'll use something around to seven different passwords, depending on what type of security do I need. They uh, they are divided into something like uh, classes, so from uh, fr from easiest to the hardest. And essentially, I know that uh, depending on what type of uh, uh, website, what type, what type of application, what type of account I need access to, I know that uh, it would be one of these seven passwords. And of course, it's never a problem to retrieve the forgotten row of passwords, so I don't see a problem here. So that for me personally is uh, not uh, resonating with me. So going next, we have 94 point and it called assign a task deputy. So it goes to environment and it tells that much as we can try to control ourselves, there's nothing like being held accountable by someone else to keep us on task. So try assigning the task deputy, such as a colleague or a friend, and as long as it is someone from who you can trust to hold you mercilessly to account when you procrastinate or do not fulfill commitments. Here I can only tell you that I have tried the thing, but it doesn't work for me very perfectly. But that's the whole another story. The main idea is that you can do pretty similar thing as, for example, has done uh, Thomas Frank, a very uh, famous uh, YouTuber in this uh, productivity and notion-like community. And essentially what he was doing, he had uh, a specific tweet uh, postponed for a specific time, so so it'd be uh, posted at a specific time, and this specific time was uh, exactly uh, the time when he wanted to, himself to wake up, and it tells something like, uh, it's not a citation, but something similar to, I'm a, uh, I'm a bastard because I decided to fall asleep and to sleep more than uh, I was planning. And so each morning he was waking up and postponing this, uh, posting this tweet for the next day when he wanted to had an alarm. So essentially this is uh, quite a good that it has 26.1 points out of 100. Going next and the next point is called to set deadlines and it goes to admin section and it tells that set deadlines for everything, every even small thing. And when delegating, if others don't know how urgent a task is, they can know how to prioritize it so they won't. This applies whether you're communicating with someone who works for you, or your boss, or your boss's boss. It's a matter of clarity. Just make sure that when setting deadlines for others, you do so in a polite manner. And here I can tell that setting deadlines actually quite a good idea because uh, if you have uh, a task without a deadline, in that case, this task tends to occupy all of your time possible. So essentially, if I have uh, to post, let's say, a YouTube video in one week, I will start doing it possibly, quite possibly, uh, in the last three, two days. And if I do not have a deadline, as it was, for example, with me from this summer, the previous summer, so summer of 2022, uh, it was that I was postponing the video about psychiatric ward for more than half a year. So more, more than six, something like seven months. Uh, so I have posted it recently. But the main idea is that if you do not have specific deadline, it's very hard to, to make yourself to do something or anything at all. 
Next point is to wear a uniform. It goes to distractions and uh, it tells you unless your job requires you to wear an actual uniform, deciding what to wear to work will take time out of your morning routine each day. So through the gravity of this decision depends on how fashion cautious you are, every decision we make throughout the day drains a little bit more of our cognitive energy and will eventually lead to decision fatigue. And avoid this by assigning yourself a work uniform. For example, Steve Jobs was famous for his polo neck and jeans combo and many other successful business people do the same actually. And uh, if you wear the same thing every day, that's one of the decisions you have to make preserving energy for the many others. You will need to make it work. So, the main idea is that I have actually done this thing in high school, because uh, during high school I had specific uniform, it was a, a perfect wool blazer, which I was wearing every single day, of course, except the days when it was washing, but it was washing usually during the days off, so during weekend, so it had more than enough time, and the thing is that I have worn it for something like three, I suppose, years, or something like that, and uh, it was a blazer, it was jeans, uh, shoes according to the weather, and uh, it was some type uh, of uh, shirt, t-shirt, polo, and so on, so uh, it was quite good, and it actually really saves lots of time in the morning, and I'm doing pretty similar thing right now, but I, 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 don't, talk, I don't tell that that's wearing a uniform, or if I have something similar to uniform, I just have specific a specific type of clothing which I wear every single day just in order not to think about it at all and it really really helps you and saves you a lot of time. So next thing, next thing called control your inbox and control your inbox so don't let your inbox control you and it's all too easy to let the constant incoming flood of our inbox dictate how we spend our time. So take back control by turning off email notifications, allocating set timers in which you deal with email. And do not go near it outside of this time, and so organizing your emails using folders or tags, whatever works for you. Surprisingly, I can't relate at all right here, to be honest, because uh, as I said before, I do not have problem with uh, emails, and uh, my working schedule isn't uh, connected with emails at all. So that's why I don't have problems such with inbox, but as I said, uh, I receive notifications, as soon as I receive notifications, I act on it. So I'll delete, uh, go to the to-do list, to go to the notes, the notion and so on. I have a little, some small system for it, but that's pretty much it. And uh, I, But if your work is uh, connected with organizing emails, with uh, answering uh, to the messages, I suppose this point will work for you. And finishing our top 10 from the lowest point of from 100 to 90, that would be reply by point. Also connected to email and it tells you that email can drill even those with the best of intentions. Because every time a new one pings in, our instinct is to want to open it and respond. However, not all emails are made equal and many do not require an immediate response and uh, it tells you that try making a folder for emails and define those emails by and day by which you will reply to them and that way you free yourself of a burden of feeling like you need to reply straight away but you 
also set yourself a deadline to respond. It's quite clever thing, but also the same the same, the same thing as I have said to, to the previous point. It won't work for me because I didn't have such a problem. I receive quite a little emails, fortunately, at least for now. So next point. Next point is called deprioritize the non-essential. It's pretty short, goes to the email as well, and it sounds like sound pretty obvious, but not essential emails need to drop down the list of priorities, if not fall off it entirely. Here I can say that not all of the people know, but at the end of each newsletter, each promotion, there is a small button uh, which is called unsubscribe. It brings you to, most probably, to some website which tells you, do you want, are you sure that you want to unsubscribe or something like or something similar? So essentially, you can unsubscribe from lots of useless uh, shit in your inbox. I have dedicated one day uh, somewhere like two years ago, so I dedicated the whole day just in order to collect all of these messages and to unsubscribe from all of them. And uh, so right now, my inbox is simply, well, in the ideal. So, next point, next point goes not email, thank god, and it's called waiting on list. And it tells you what? Yes, the waiting on list is for those tasks that are important to you, but that someone else must do. So keep a log of such tasks as soon as you've delegated them, or if someone has volunteered to do it. This technique is further strengthened if you log the date that the task was assigned, and it agreed deadline. So avoid creating more admin for yourself by being picky about what is on your waiting list, no more than a dozen, and a lighter version is to tackle actions for others with WO so it is locked that you can circle back and chase up periodically. Here what can I tell you? I can tell you the only one thing. I don't use it at all, but it sounds pretty long. Pretty, pretty logical, but here I can tell you that this maybe work for some big uh, companies uh, or, or some communities where people work together. I have, I personally am working like alone, and I'm I'm ever working alone, so I do not have like a big team to to create a waiting on list. So here it's uh, not resonating with me like at all. And going next, going next to the point number 87, it's called close open loops in your head. So open loops are tasks that need doing, but have no deadline plan or decision in place. So they can be professional or personal, like an unpleasant task from your manager, an awkward conversation you need to have with a friend and so on. So they are unresolved, open-ended issues that drain your energy, cause anxiety and ultimately detract for you from your productivity. So close these open loops by writing them all down and putting a plan in place. Here I can tell you the one more thing that uh, it won't work if you just write down in a to-do list just had to have that awkward conversation. Because it's not a plan, it's just uh, it's a project. So you need to have a plan like uh, to do what, what to do in order to finish this project. So here, what I'm doing and what a lot of people actually are recommending to do is to write down a plan which uh, where you can see point by point what to do next. Because uh, to have a conversation with your friend, like this awkward conversation, it may, it may be sound easy, but 
if you will dive in, you will understand that at first you should pick a date, you should pick a place, you should uh, maybe write a speech, and so on. So essentially that's how it works, and here I can say that, to be honest, this is quite a good, quite a good tip for productivity. Next point is called hard stuff first, and uh, wherever you can, while allowing for deadlines, prioritize the hardest tasks. It might be the opposite of what you want to do, because so it's so satisfying powering through all of the easy and enjoyable tasks to give us a full sense of accomplishment. So, but by chipping away at the hard and unpleasant ones first, you'll get a greater sense of satisfaction in the long term and boost your spirits and self-confidence. This also leaves the nice things to do at the end of the day, when your energy levels are probably lagging, and the last thing you want to do is to face a horrible task. Here I can tell you that I can only fully agree. Uh, I wear a struggle to do the hard stuff first, but I can tell you that here helps me this uh, daily highlight idea, because uh, as a daily highlight I very often choose something what's needed to be done, uh, uh, and which is a very hard task. And that's why doing this daily highlight, knowing that I have uh, I have no chance, I I have to do it right uh, today, and uh, by knowing that it actually helps me to do the hard stuff first. So it's uh, it's a mix of two productivity tips. Next point, point number eighty-five, called templates, and uh, it's very short. Go to email, and it's called no need to reinvent the wheel with every new message. So speeding up your ongoing email by using templates if you frequently send out emails that are similar in structure. So I suppose that's pretty obvious, but also I can tell you here that uh, right now, during the 21st century, the year 2023, there is a possibility to ask an AI like ChatGPT to write an email for you, and uh, that actually works pretty amazingly. And also the similar thing can be done uh, with uh, long emails if you receive one, you can also upload it to ChatGPT and to tell you and to ask to give you a structural like point by, by point main idea of this email. So right now AIs are helping like a lot. Point number 84 called voicemail goes to distractions and uh, in the world of endless pings and text messages answering a ringing phone can feel like a more legitimate reason to allow yourself to be interrupted. But technology also granted us another way, voicemail, so don't feel obliged to answer phone calls if you are deep in an important task, so let voicemail to be your friend. Here I can tell you that I agree, we don't use actually voicemail in Latvia, but also we don't use phones like phones, like calling one another pretty often, and also there is a function to the focus mode on iPhones and something similar on, on Android, you know, which allows you to still receive notifications, but to not to hear the sound, not to see it visibly, and so as soon as you turn this uh, focus mode off, you receive uh, like uh, a short plan of what you have missed, and so you can uh, deal with all of it, and it actually helps pretty long, pretty much, so I can only highly recommend this thing as well. Next point called zero inbox. So zero, that refers to the number of emails in your inbox, but the amount of time your mind is in your inbox. So productivity expert Marilyn Mann developed the inbox zero technique to prevent your inbox becoming a to-do list. So choose one of five actions for each email, delete, delegate, respond, defer, and do. 
and he also advocates for not leaving your inbox open and only checking email at certain set times of the day. Here I can say the same thing, I don't have a problem with email, but having an inbox zero and checking email at specific time actually helps. Actually helps because uh, I was working with the people who had problems with emails. Uh, it was uh, in some financial uh, sphere, let's say it so, and uh, they were checking emails at some specific time because otherwise they would have uh, uh, would would have answered to these emails uh, the whole day and uh, will have nothing else done. Next point, point number 82, called listen actively. It goes to meetings and it tells you that active listening a perpetually underrated superpower. We may take for granted that we listen and are listened to over the course of a conversation, but you'd be surprised how little we actually retain. Research actually suggests that it's only 25-50% to 50 of the things that we hear. So active listening ensures that you are fully focused on the speaker and therefore properly taking in what they are saying, rather than helpfully listening to the buzzing in your own head. So not only it will improve your productivity, but also it will improve your relationship so you can't go wrong. Here I can tell you that one idea which really helped me with active listening is to take notes. So as soon as you tell yourself that you need to take notes, then you will listen actively and you will have also to write it down the main points so it, uh, it's like a double down on uh, active listening and participating. And the next productivity tip is more like a recommendation and it's called learn to touch type properly. So essentially learning to touch type could over a fairly short period of time save you hours. And also can save by the way your neck into the endless looking up and down from the keyboard to the screen. So promoting better posture. And the point number 80 is natural light. It goes to the environment section. And essentially the health benefits of the sun exposure include vitamin D, better moods and improved sleep because of the improved circadian rhythms. And all of this will help you at your productive best. So if you can, try to work by a window where you can be exposed to natural light. And going next, going next to the next point and that's make work fun again. It goes to time management and probably the number one motivator for any activity is the amount of fun we have doing it. So injecting fun into even the most thankless of tasks will help keep you productive over time. It's all about how you frame activities in your mind. You can uh, see them as boring or you can uh, gamify them. And uh, like in a game, or like you fail to yourself challenges or even invent narratives to amuse yourself. So the bomb will detonate if I do not finish this report by midday. Best to keep this uh, in your mind though. Uh, or set a bit of friendly competition with your colleagues to keep everyone extra motivated. So whatever adds some more excitement to work like just use it and that by the way is quite a good idea to insert lots of fun into boring boring tasks. Next point, point number 78, is called take control when you can. So it goes to goal section and uh, many of these tips are about exercising greater control over yourself or your schedule or your environment. And it's important to have control where you can as chaos and feeling out of control are not conductive to productive work. However, it's also vital to accept when things are not in your control. So, and concentrate on the things that actually are. 
here I can only agree to that and uh, that you need to understand what you can control and what you cannot. It sounds like a bit of stoicism, but uh, this bit of, of stoicism is uh, quite logical and quite actually useful. So I was trying to do that and I tried still. And next point number 77, log all your ideas. And it goes to admin section and you never know when a random idea that has no application now might be in a game uh, like like a, like a game changer later on. So keeping a log of all your ideas in a place where you can even go back and find them and uh, add to them whether that's a dedicated notebook or a file on your computer or like an application like Notion or something like that or Google Notes, Google Keep I suppose it's called. So over this time uh, this may become uh, an inspiring source of innovation and uh, at the very least it will make a fascinating collection to look back over. For example, I do the same thing with, uh, let's say, YouTube videos because uh, I write down every idea which uh, which pop out in my mind uh, and it sounds like something adequate. And uh, I just write it down in my notebook, I write it down uh, in, my, in my laptop, in the, in the Notion application, and so essentially I have access to it and essentially when I don't know what uh, would I like to shoot, I shoot the videos out from that log. Next point, almost last for today, and that's called Be Flexible and uh, transpose popular project management methodology onto your own personal management. Like being agile is a desired trait for any business, so why not try to be agile yourself? So the popular Scrum Agile framework sets a number of tasks in service of larger goal, which are completed in sprints of a week or so. So trying to apply that to your own goals. Here I can say that it's a quite hard thing for me and I have never tried it before and I have never heard of it before, despite it sounding quiet and quiet logically. And last for today, number 75 goes to Eric Schmidt's 9 rules of email. And Eric Schmidt, so software developer and business powerhouse, created 9 rules for email. And for example, let me name right now uh, his top 5 and uh, see if these make you more efficient with your inbox. Number 1. Respond quickly. Number 2. When writing an email, every word matters and useless prose doesn't, so be crisp in your delivery. Number 3. Clean out your inbox constantly. Handle email in lethal, last in, first out order. And ask yourself what should I have forwarded, but I didn't. So maybe you could find the rest out for yourself, but still I can tell that this idea is quite logical. I, despite me having no problems with email, I was using some of uh, these points, for example, clean out inbox constantly and respond quickly. And I can tell you that it has a great, great potential to improve your working life and not only working, but also your personal life if you are somehow connected to emails. And that's it for me. That's it for today. That's part number one. And the following parts, number two, three and four, will be coming in the following weeks. Thank you for joining in. Consider leaving a five star rating on Spotify and see you here next time.